It's Miller. How's your week, sir? Decent. What's what's up, man? Decent is better than bad. I can tell you that. I had a pretty busy week. Busy as hell. School just started up. Yeah. A little rough. But you know what? We made it through. Made it through. We live. <laughs> we live to see another day. And that's all we can ask for sometimes, you know. That's it. Kids haven't started going crazy yet. Wow, they haven't that's started going crazy thing. yet. Yeah. Not yet. So that's good. So, um, but we'll see what the upcoming weeks bring. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I, I tell you that's, that you might hear a different tone from me in a week or two. But we shall see. Anyway, um, I got nothing else, man. I mean, just been chilling. I mean, I ain't, I ain't do shit. Nothing really special. Uh, you know, just kicked it. Being lazy, you know, resting up for the, the weeks to come. Um, so, with that said, do you have a match to watch for? Yes, I do. Um, my match to watch for is the, um... I almost said the Young Bucks. Sheesh. Um, Death Triangle versus Aussie Open and Will Ospreay from Dynamite. Um, Good match. Just a crazy, crazy match. For anybody asking, Will Ospreay has gone against Ray Phoenix before um, in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. But obviously, they've both gotten way better. So, um, yeah. the opening sequence was crazy. Just the whole match. And then I like the they story gave you Will Ospreay ricochet vibes right there. Yeah. <laughs> And I like that they um, kind of told a story leading into a title defense against Kate, Kip Sabian. Uh, and I'm actually okay with, uh, some people were like, Death Triangle should have won and all that. But for what? For them to just lose to the Elite later? Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that they'll never win the Trios Championship or anything. I'm pretty sure they'll get another shot. I think for storyline reasons, it made sense. Ratings reasons, too, because Kenny Omega and Osprey will be in a ring together on Wednesday, so... And that's a big draw, even though Dynamite's already sold out. But yeah, check that match out. Uh, but ratings wise, people, people still gotta watch. Oh yeah, they definitely so that's will. What you, that's what you need. Exactly. Yeah. Smart stuff. Yeah. Match was amazing. I'm glad you mentioned that because I did want to give some other things my attention for Raw. So glad you mentioned. You glad that was yeah brought up. Yeah, yeah, knock that one out the way. It was a good match. Hell of a match. Only wish I could move like that in the ring. <laughs> but I can't. Especially now, my body just don't move like it used to. I can maybe get one black backflip, but then after that, this is, we're not doing anything after that. My body can't take it. Man, my body hit the ropes. I'm hurt. I pulled the muscles. <laughs> <My body>. Shit. <laughs> Shit. All right. Uh, news and rumors. Um, so Tony Khan and company had a, uh, like a, a all roster meeting. Um, mm-hmm. everybody was there. They kind of just talked about the usual stuff, changes in like how things will be presented to Tony Khan. Um, now that he has like, they expanded the backstage staff and it was pretty much just addressing like rumors and things. I don't think it was anything out of the ordinary that happens with every promotion or anybody, you know what I mean? Um, so there was nothing groundbreaking that happened, but everybody made it a big deal because of everything that was going on. But 
I think part of all the like CM Punk stuff and all that, like we talked about, it's all kayfabe too because they they know this. They know the internet likes to run with this kind of stuff, and it just builds. Unfortunately, drama builds up, you know, mm-hmm. interest, and so that's why it all come kind of comes out like that. But you know, um, in the end of the day, I don't think it was anything out of the ordinary um, from any other all talent meeting with you know. Um, especially when there's changes, and then um, yeah, people hear all talent meeting, they just auto like, oh my god, fucking doom. Like, uh, but people do the same thing at my job though. Like they hear oh, all staff meeting, oh my god. I'm like, yeah, this is so they don't have to tell everybody in sections, motherfucker. This yeah. is for their benefit. This has nothing yeah, to do with us <laughs> or it being bad. They just want to get this anything. shit out They're the way to get and this knocked shit out right away. Yeah. And if you miss it, guess what? There's going to be a recording. Because they're not doing this shit again. That's why it's all meeting. <laughs> all right, all, everybody. All staff. Save their ass time. No time for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. What's next? Mm. AEW star may be returning soon. Adam Poe. Oh, okay. I was waiting for you to say who. That's why I was looking like. Oh that. my bad. I, I, I was just kind of like. I was waiting for you. Yeah, to Adam get Cole there. may be returning soon. I don't know if it'll be storyline capacity actually wrestling because remember he's injured. Kyle O'Reilly has a significant injury too, so um, we'll see when he actually comes back or um, can make his way back. Samoa Joe also is finishing up that Twisted Metal voiceovers he was doing. Okay. So he might be back soon. I was thinking like. Who could show up on, like, Rampage and Dynamite this week? Because that's going to be, you know, pretty big shows. Um, it'll be the interesting. homecoming shows, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, uh, I almost said Tennille Dashwood, but Emma is what she was known. If we see her return to WWE at some point, could even be this weekend um, at uh, Clash in Cardiff. Okay. Is it, is it, yep. I keep wanting to call it Clash of the Champions over and over again. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. Clash at the Castle. Clash at the Castle. I keep saying Clash at Cardiff. Jeez. Because I think it's going to be in Cardiff. Okay. Clash at the Castle, not Champions. There's no Shockmaster. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Uh, nothing really crazy happened. I can't think of anything off the top of the dome. Nope. Nothing really. I mean, I seen, I seen something from um, what's his name. Patrick, or or something, Patrick, Velveteen Dream. Oh, Patrick Clark. Yeah, Patrick Clark. Thinking something about him, you know, he wants to uh, try to come back. Yeah, he's campaigning on his uh, Instagram right now. And why wouldn't he? Yeah, and especially if you've been cleared of all allegations, right? Um, you definitely want to try to make that comeback. And and that dude was something special. I think I put it up on the iHeart Wrestling page. I mean, he was kind of FTR before FTR even started doing. With FTR, just with the whole retro look or, like, doing things, like, bringing back, just being a student of the game, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing, and actually bring that out in their wrestling. Like, he was he was doing that. I mean, the, the dude was kind of ahead of his time already doing that stuff, and, you know, obviously, yeah, got uh, FTR, they, they started doing that, too. I mean, uh, not that I think they copied him. But I think they also just were students of the game, too. And they, you know, which is why they were called the Revival. Mm-hmm. To bring back this old school style of of wrestling. Um, and making it entertaining. Uh, I would like to see Belteen Dream back. I mean, he was going to be a eight, the NXT champion at some point. That's how entertaining that dude was. That's how good he was. Uh, somebody had brought up that this dude hadn't had... A bad pay-per-view match. And I sat there and I thought. It may be. It might be true. I I can't think of any pay-per-view match that he had. That I was like. No that was bad. It wasn't that good. Um, So. I mean could that have been. Because there's a lot of matches. I'm sure it probably could have been. But I. to my recent memory, I can't think of anything. Uh, so, let's see. Let's see what Triple H does. Does he bring him back amid all the controversy? Because sometimes when stuff like that gets thrown out there, people don't care whether if you were found guilty or not. They just assume that 
UI. Yeah. So, uh, especially when we got to get that personal TV on. See, it's one thing to probably get them on NXT with minimum viewers. It's another to, you know, try to put them on TV when you got a million plus watching. Um, anyway, with that said, let's get right into the meat of this podcast, man. And uh, what was your raw, sir? My raw, um, I, I'm going to give my raw to Dynamite as a whole, the episode. Um, the reason why I say Dynamite is just because um, I think they, they kind of capitalize on the audience trying to figure out exactly what's going on and using that to their advantage, even with how they started off the show. Um, even with the, the some people didn't like the CM Punk John Moxley match, but I get it. And I think I understand where they're trying to go with it, so I don't have a problem with it. Only because watching the story, watching how um, there's little Easter eggs, and even the um, interview that they showed, or like the behind-the-scenes stuff that they showed for Rampage uh, during Rampage um, the other day, I see they're trying to build to a story. Even if that doesn't mean Punk versus Moxley at All Out, they're building to a bigger story. I don't know if that means... Um, punk turning or what have you, but um, the reason why I say the show as a whole was because I felt like this was what everybody was complaining, I think, or I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people complained about the bill going into All Out. But I think this was kind of that, um, it kind of shows how Tony Khan does the stories because Dynamite, pay-per-views aren't regular. Mm-hmm. They're like every other month, if that. And so Dynamite is huge. It's a big deal. And they took that and built on different stories the right way. So you take the the dope story we're all invested in with Daniel Garcia. And in that, you get Brian Danielson versus Lionheart Chris Jericho for All Out. And then you got the stories with, uh, even talking about with Rampage, with the, tri- with the trios match where Dark Order went against... Um, I almost said death before dishonor. Dark Order went against the House of Black. The story in that. And I just like how everything has a story. It's something that I think WWE is getting towards again. Um, now that Triple H is in charge. But I think it kind of showed everybody has a, a, a direction. Everybody, even if you don't necessarily agree with it, they have it. Right? You may not like the story that they're in and say, well, they should be in the title picture. But you know what everybody's doing. And this was, to me a great display of what everybody's doing. Every segment kind of had a point. Yeah. That's my Raw. Alright. My Raw three different segments that I thought were just done right and it was amazing. And it wasn't really even matches. It was just three segments that were just building you up to see the match at whatever pay-per-view. Uh, I say that because we'll start off with Daniel Garcia, Chris Jericho, and Brian Danielson. I, that segment was really good. I like the promos. I like how Daniel Garcia is saying, like, dude, this is my idol. This is who and he's torn. I wanted. And he's torn. And... How dare you? You messed up my moment. He's pointing these things out to Chris Jericho. And then he pushes him. Put hands on him for the second time. And then walks away. And then Chris Jericho, being the evil bastard that he is, attacks Brian Danielson with... I don't know why I wanted to call him. Uh, what was his name in WWE? I almost called him Daniel that. Bryan. Dan- not he, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I've been wanting to call he him. He almost Daniel called Bryan. himself Daniel Bryan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Tax Daniel Bryan. And the rest of history is just like this. Then we ride off in the sunset. This building up for a match between Chris Jericho and Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Hey, yeah. Jake Hager was also involved in that with the whole attack. Ah, oh, loved it. Then, 
we got the bloodline. Woo! If they didn't put Drew McIntyre over as the ultimate baby face and them being the ultimate heels, I don't know how else you can sell this. Because they beat his ass. Yeah, Drew McIntyre just, first off, just had a hell of a match with, with Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Let's just put that out there. Right? And then, after that match, he just gets his ass whooped. Oh, and not only did he get his ass whooped, Sami Zayn gets involved. He hits him with a louver kick. Jey Uso, I believe, was the one holding him up, and then he hit him with a louver kick. Oh, man. I mean, and then, obviously, Roman sits the chair on top of him, puts the two belts on his shoulders, and say he runs this damn business. This business is nothing without him. And now, I, I want somebody to take this from me. Take it from me. Woo! Can you imagine when you get so fucking bored of being the champion that you sit there and you tell a motherfucker, man, I want you to take this from me. I ain't finna just give it to you. <laughs> but I want you to try. Oh, man. I said, yeah. Woo! That shit gave me some goosebumps. But I'm gonna tell you this. But nothing... Nothing gave me bigger goosebumps. And this, my friends, is how you tell a story in such short notice. You know where I'm going to go with this? No. Where are you going with this? Sheamus versus Gunther for the Intercontinental title at Clash of the Castle. Whew. Now, I... Had no expectations of Seamus coming out. Then all of a sudden, Seamus coming out. And he's pretty much calling out Gunther. Then Gunther comes out. Seamus cuts his promo. Said, I see a lot of you and me, but do you know what the difference is? I faced the best in this business and beat them. Named them off. John Cena. Roman Reigns. Triple H. Randy Orton. I'm like, ooh, this motherfucker said he got some bodies up under. <laughs> what are you talking about? What you gonna do? Oh. And then Guta cuts his promo. And he telling this dude pretty much, I don't give a fuck who ass you whooped, what titles you won. I'm gonna get so violent with you that I'm gonna break your ass. You're gonna know violence like you never known before. Because I will break you. And I was like, damn, that's some shit to say to a motherfucker, yo. To to somebody who had the accolades of Seamus. It's like, yo, none of that shit matters. Because just know when you get in the ring with me, it's a whole different story. And then you have Butch. And I can never remember Gunther's fucking sidekick name. Ludwig. Yeah, because I always fuck that up. So he sit there and he attacks him. And then the other guy who fucking broke Big E's neck. Gets involved. And then the other guy. But then they just sitting there fighting. Hit him with the deal. And not once did Gunther and Seamus take their eyes off each other this whole time. Just fighting. And then Butch and Gunther. And uh, say his name again. Oh, uh, Ludwig. Yeah. Get in the ring. Butch is next to Seamus. Dude's name again. Ludwig. Yeah. Because I'm going to fuck that up. And he's next to Gunther. And they just tell him to stop. But they still keep their eyes on each other. And then that was it. They've also had really good matches against each other. I just want to put that out there. Who? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, those two. Pete Dunne yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Axel Dito Jr. is his But name. you know what I would have loved? And maybe we'll get this later. Maybe not. But you know what I would have loved? I would have loved the icy title being on the line for Butch. And here's why I'm going to tell you this. This is why I'm going with it. This could have been one of those things where Gunther tells everybody, I want to remind you who this guy is and now he has lost his way. I need Pete Dunn back. Not this butch. So if I win, I get him. It's too soon. Maybe. But I can see them doing that. Maybe. It might be too soon. I do like that uh, Michael Cole also brought up that he was the longest reigning UK champion. I like that he brought that up about Gunther. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though it's the name change, he still brought up the accolade. I like that. But man, I'm telling y'all, if you haven't watched SmackDown and saw that segment, go back and watch it. Because I'm talking about, there was no reason to have these dudes in an IC title match. But they got them in a match and they actually built this up in just a week. In one segment. They got you already ready. Like, when I watched this show, I don't give a shit about Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. I'm watching this. I want to see Guthrie versus Sheamus. Because I want to see what kind of violence (laughs) he's talking about inflicting on this guy. On a made guy. Because that's just what it, what it is. Seamus is a made guy. I want to see what kind of pain. Oh, man. I'm I'm expecting... I'm just expecting a hard-hitting ass match. Right here. I'm... No flips. Like, <laughs> strong style. That's what I'm expecting. That That's what I'm hyped up to see. So, please, don't disappoint me. I am expecting a strong style match. You're bad. My bad. Um, the second chance uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. Yeah. I understand they can't control um, injuries and things of that nature, but it's been kind of clusterish, I would say. And then this match didn't do it any any favors at all. It was quick. It was. I don't know if part of the problem was because Nikki um, Ash got kind of injured. I don't know what happened, but it was not great um, or good. Uh, because just, I mean, truth be told, it was all your trash ass teams that you really didn't want in this position in the first. Place. Right, and it's kind of it was weird. Like, is this a real injury thing? Is this a? And even if it's not, I mean, even if it is, this was the best route you could go. Um, and the one thing I. And maybe I'm being nitpicky, but I did not like that Pat McAfee during the thing. I probably said his name wrong again. But I didn't like but that he was like, what, said it right. what are the rules? What are the rules for this match? How does it work again, Cole? And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus, way a bad fucking match. Just shut yeah. the fuck up, dog. Like, yeah. huh? But I know he doesn't mean any harm. It was just one of those things like, oh, fuck, man. It's already not going to be great. And then your ass doesn't know the rules, so you're confused. And he's like, oh, so anybody could tag anybody, huh? Well, this should be great. And I'm like, fuck. This is not good commentary. But you know what, though? And this is this is where, like, what you need in this type of match, this is where you actually need the chaos. You actually had a week. To actually prepare for this, because you already knew this team, one of the, the women had got Wasn't hurt. going to be in it, yeah. yeah. So, this is where the tag team should wrestle like a, just like a tag team match. Why wait for everybody to tag in and tag in and tag in? This is Tornado. where the chaos is supposed to just ensue. Mm-hmm. And then let the audience keep up with who's legal. Right. Even if I got to fucking rewind. It's, everybody got DVR nowadays and shit. Even if I got to rewind this shit to figure out, damn, oh yeah, that person was the legal person. And there's just chaos just happens. But it was so controlled and so clunky and so trash that it's just nah, nothing that was going to materialize from mm-hmm. it. Especially when you was going to have Sonya Deville and Natalia win it. Right. Because... 
I like Sonya Deville because I feel like she has personality. I can, I know who Sonya Deville is. I know. I know. I've seen her. I just don't know. Yeah. Honestly, this is one of those things where, honestly, you could have just had Lacey Evans team up with somebody and just be in the match. Like, she was never involved. So she got a partner, teamed up with that person. Matter of fact, this could have been... What, where does SmackDown take place? It was in Toronto again? I think so. It was in Canada, so they couldn't even bring what's name in. But anyway, um, so I'm going to just leave that alone because I was about to say they could have brought Nikita Lyons out at this point. But since it was still in Canada, I don't know if they couldn't even do that. So forget my whole idea. Uh, my bad, though, is... So what the fuck are we doing? Like, so then, like, Dolph <laughs> isn't um, feuding with Theory anymore? I don't think so. Just, I was just trying to figure out what happened. Where did we get the finale of, like... We didn't, or maybe it's not all the way over. Oh, no, that shit's over. He said, no, that shit's over. No, nah, it's over, <laughs> yeah. Once Theory comes it's out... It's just a And... and <laughs> He's challenging Gargano and all that shit. That's like pretty much. He didn't challenge him, but I mean, once he comes face to face with them and Gargano hits him with a super kick and all that shit, like these are the two that's gonna be feuding. Yeah. So, so it's like, so Dolph is no longer in this picture. That's I am gonna go with no. He's out of the picture. I'm happy. Is he one of the people that's worried about his spot? You know what I mean. Like, I wonder if he's one of the people that's not, like, doesn't fit the Triple H plan. And so he's going to kind of fall out of favor. Because, you know, there's some people worried about that. If it is what it is. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't give a shit. You know why? Because I didn't want to watch something aesthetically pleasing to my eye. And if you're not it, you're not it. Because... I need something different from Dolph. I think that's the problem with him. Is that he's in that same... I know who Dolph is. I, I'll get, I will say that. But the problem with Dolph is this. There's no evolution. He is who he is. Whether he's babyface. Or him. There's nothing else. He's just... This is Dolph Ziggler. See, with Seth Rollins... I think every time we've gotten Seth Rollins... As a heel, he's he's been something different. As a babyface, he's been something different. Even with CM Punk. Remember, CM Punk would change his hairstyle and everything. Mm-hmm. Because... What he changed himself into was just different. And that's the problem with Dolph, though, is like, there's no evolution, there's no change in your whole character. It's just that now you're a bad guy, but you're still the same guy. Mm-hmm. Now you're a good guy, but you're still the same guy. And it's just like, I can see how you can easily fall out of favor if you don't evolve. You have to evolve. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. So, with that said, I'm going to get to my ugly. You kind of mentioned this earlier. And I was surprised it wasn't your ugly. Oh. But I got to say this. And I hate to do this. Because I love both wrestlers. I hate to say this because I love the show. But John Moxley versus CM Punk. Oh, fuck that shit. I, I just, I got to call a spade a spade. and It is what it is. Maybe I'm just not that patient. Maybe that's just what that is. But fuck no. This did not work for me. This was just ugly. And it's okay to come to terms with that. People just shouldn't be so outraged by it. Eventually... AEW was going to do something that you just didn't like. Mm-hmm. 
I think they've done it more times. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, but yeah. like, I think this is the first time on this scale, like with the with the main belt, because it doesn't usually happen with. I'm trying to because a lot of people were mad. Well, th- so the mad is I will say on the scale of people being mad, I think the people were madder about the exploding uh, barbed wire match than anything. That was the thing that people were like, "Oh, AEW's over with." I think this just annoyed people more. Then it made people mad. Like, people were genuinely, I'll never watch AEW again because <laughs> the ring didn't explode. Fuck you guys. And they're but still I'm talking about, but I still, I still think, like, as far as when the AEW title was on the line, I think that's probably the most disappointing most people would have gotten. Agree. Only because the writing on, I think the, I think it's more like what you, impatience. I think that's what it more is. I don't think it's, this is the most impatient. Because people were pissed off because they paid for a ring to fucking explode like what, what they wanted and they got, yeah. you know, bullshit. People wanted their money back and stuff. I think this was just more or less shock value. Like, what the fuck just happened? And there were some people like you, and I don't fault you at all, being like... No, I think it was beyond that, though. I just thought the match wasn't good. It had three minutes. How could it be good? I know. I'm just saying, like, even yeah. in that three minutes, it's just like, I wish you would have told me the story of, like, these motherfuckers hate... I would have just wanted them to just start... just Never wrestle and just throw fucking haymakers at each other. And, and then, all of a sudden, that's how CM Punk just got hurt and shit. And then, like, something like that would have happened. And then Taz can be like, maybe CM Punk wasn't really ready to come back. He wasn't ready for the type of violence that John Moxley brings to the table. Something like that. But isn't that what happened? Oh, no. He man. went for a kick and then he was like, shit, my ankle... Which happens, and then and then I think all the historical shit that goes. It was in Cleveland where he got his ass whooped in his UFC debut. It was the same. It was Vince McMahon's birthday too. It was. There's so many. It was different the show things. that he was supposed to show it up. It was the show he was supposed to show up. There's so many different things that went into it. All these different Easter eggs that for me, like technically, yes, I get what I, I do get what you're saying because I would have loved the classic. And then even if he would have submitted, like, oh, his ankle wasn't ready, right? And that's what we all thought we were going to get, but. After seeing all the, after the initial shock and seeing all the little Easter eggs, that's what made me be like, okay, I, I may not have liked the match, but I have an appreciation of knowing that there's some avenue they're going down, and I'll be patient. Now, when it's over, if I was like, that's what we did to get there, then I'll definitely be on board with you 100%. But right now, I'm like 50-50, because I'm like, where are you going to go You know go what I this? think it is? I think this is the problem. Because they did it so close to the pay-per-view. That too. Yes. Now this that is I the, agree with. This is the biggest problem. Because like, now... So this hence goes right back into why this is ugly. Because timing then. The timing of it, even though I see, like, I see what you're saying. I get your point. The Easter eggs with it being in Cleveland and all of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm watching it, I'm not... Giving a fuck or thinking right, about right the now, fact that right. Cleveland. At that point, I'm not. All week, I've been waiting for Punk yeah, yeah. and Mox and like this, and then that's what I got. Yeah, I get it. I so then, but it. even then, though, the timing of it, because I understand this is where you wanted to do it because this is where the Easter eggs were, that you can lay. But no, because you still got to think about the timing of when you're about to do this. Because like now, you're doing this, and then now. If we got John Moxley versus CM Punk at All Out, we're just like, where the fuck is this shit coming from? But I just don't believe that's all we're getting. No, I'm saying like, it's it's just like how WWE. If there's more time to it, right? If there's more time, yeah. No, I agree. But here's the one credit. But I I agree on like that's why I'm fifty fifty on it because the one thing I will say is that. It's hard to throw together plans when the champ is iffy, or the you know the reigning champ is iffy with his injury, um, which he may or may not be. And then this wasn't the plan from the jump. That's the biggest thing. Like the the plan was all along. I'm assuming was going to be MJF, CM Punk. Obviously, he gets hurt, throws everything for a whack. So now you're trying to get to somewhere somehow from what you got, and that's what is has me more curious. But to your benefit. Wait, is it my turn yet? But no, no, I'm, I'm listening though. Oh, because I was gonna say what my ugly was. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was done. I mean, maybe oh. my ugly is just the timing of this. Well, here's what I was going to say. My ugly is the the timing of it based on the story that we got on how yeah. it came. Because it wasn't the plan from the beginning. They weren't going to have this match. But mm-hmm. somehow John Moxley, you know, came up with the idea um, for it. And this is where it's one of those tests for AEW because... You know, it's a new world. We all know kind of what's going on behind the scenes. So, granted, we kind of have an idea. There were some changes made, and we're still going to get CM Punk versus John Moxley. To me, because I know that they're capable, right? Because mm-hmm. we have the whole, and I, I don't mean to use it as a, I won't even bring it up. I'll just say we know that they're capable of keeping things under wraps, right? To me, if you knew, at the point you know you're going to do this, there shouldn't be room, like somehow it's got to be. Closed door. Not not talking about the short match. Just that we're still doing CM Punk versus um, John Moxley. So if you know you're gonna do that, don't even announce it. Just be like, we don't know who the fuck. There's gonna be a world title match. We don't know who. No clue whatsoever what the hell's going on. That's better than having everybody hype for this John Moxley CM Punk match. They get the squash. Like you could have even done like I get driving up ratings, right? But to me. Having the um, having the, the the show that you did um, kept it from being an issue, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like having this show you did kept it from if you would have gone into Dynamite and just said, you know what, we're just gonna have the match tonight. Then nobody's anticipating crazy shit. It's just like we're gonna do it tonight. It's a special for you guys because people to me were already gonna fucking watch. Yep. Right? They were already gonna watch. I mean, so, you make a good point. Yeah. So like, it's like they, they should have never even advertised. Don't even it. Yeah. advertise it because I think then if you have a squash like that, you get what you asked for, right? Mm-hmm. You get the shock. Like fuck, he wasn't ready. Why did they let him do it? Like do it. Then they, they could have had the announcers say like Cleveland just ain't his town. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. So like they to me, instead of I get it, I totally understand business wise. You have CM Punk versus Mox, you announce it, but then you do a match. If you if you're gonna do this. Impromptu is even better because you could do something where Punk's like, "Fuck, I want this motherfucker now. I'm not waiting. I don't, I want him now, Tony." And mm-hmm. Mox is like, "I want him now." And they're like, "Tony's like, fuck it. It'd be special because Tony doesn't show yeah, up unless you, it's important." You just have that at the top of the show. Just like fuck. Then it. like I gotta so do it. Then like later on, now you're gonna get the ratings because people, people are, are like, people are what watching the, the hell happened? People are on the whatever wrestling, and you still yeah. get Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. Versus, and that was already a draw for the show. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So my point is that I feel like if that's the direction you're gonna Especially go, because that was the first time you had the North Atlantic or wherever, yeah, the, All Atlantic, the, yeah, the All Atlantic uh, Championship back on the show. Yeah, and so I think it was the show was built strong enough to where if you threw that out there, you get the results you want without people being kind of pissed off. But in the end of the day, it also isn't unheard of, and that's why I'm fifty fifty because. I still remember when everybody was like, what the fuck just happened when Brody beat the fuck out of Cody? And everybody was like, yo, Brody Lee just beat Cody ass and Cody did not a damn thing. He got zero moves. And people were like, what the fuck was that? But remember, we were all like, for the people who supported it, we were all like, that's wrestling sometimes. Sometimes you get shocked and mm-hmm. Brody's the dude to do it and admit everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, so, but this is different. Worked. But that worked... And that worked like how when Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of CM, not CM Punk, but John, John Cena. Cena. But but that but I, I put these two and two together because we were pissed. We were like, that's all. That's what we get. We were happy about it. We thought we were gonna get a goddamn match, and really he just threw him around the ring. And we were like, damn man. But it served its purpose of you know Brock is this unstoppable, yeah. you know whatever. And I get it. But at the time we were pissed, just like people are pissed about this. I don't think people were pissed about that. Actually, Go back to our podcast, sir. Was, People, was Cena got squashed? Yes, we were like, bro, what was that? Not no, because we, we wanted John Cena. No, when Cena got no, squashed. no, no, not because. No, I, I promise. I, I, you. We do got to go back. To yeah, that. we'll yeah, go yeah. back to it. We'll talk about it next week. Because I'm telling you, we the reason why we were pissed off is because they built it like it was going to be a match, and we thought we would get a match, and we were like, this is why we get pissed off with WWE because we could get a match. They just choose not to. Because I think I would have been more pissed because that was going to be Daniel Bryan in that position. We also mentioned that. 
Because remember that that's what was supposed to happen, right? Daniel Bryan was supposed to get squashed like but that. But that was our and point. Our point was ooh. Daniel Bryan was supposed to be in that spot, and then you just do it anyway with John Cena. Why? If you're going to put John Cena in that spot, just have a fucking match, and that that's all we want. What he's doing, what he did with Roman Reigns, is what we wanted him to do with John Cena, because we were saying that that was like the end point. Because maybe he's beating everybody up, so we were like, well, this is like the you know the pit. now it's t- kind of tough, and Brock Lesnar. Overcomes and it's like no, he just eats everybody. And we're like, well, what's the point in that? Because up until that point, that's all he did, and then he just kept doing it. And then wasn't John Cena like the last guy? It was like that was the last guy. So now you're just gonna reshuffle the deck for him and just yeah, eat everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's why we were pissed. But anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, so I, I that's where for me I think the planning of it. Or was Undertaker gonna, after that? It might have been. It might have been. Yeah, because I think because. Because John Cena gave birth to Suplex City. Right. And then that's when he won the Yeah, you're role. right. It was just... And Undertaker might have been the pinnacle because obviously you're pinnacle. going against a guy who was undefeated. Mm-hmm. And that match wasn't like the greatest, but it wasn't bad. No. And it made sense. Now when I look back at it, it's just like, you know what? Because that was where people were pissed. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? This guy beats Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania. He's the one in 21 and one. Oh, fuck. Fucking Paul. I, it only made me amazing, mad. Dude. It only made me mad when, um, when they did the thing with Roman Reigns. It was like. That, yeah, like, that I, I, didn't make any you sense. You should have just done this in the first place then, but. Yeah, what it is. That didn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Man, I, hey, like I said, I could be being impatient, but uh, fuck that. Sometimes, you know, you got to call it is what it is. The timing was off. It was ugly. But I don't think they're going to constantly disappoint me. No. I mean, so that's the reason why, like, sometimes you just, I just got to give it the credit that it earned. Shit. <laughs> and that's what it earned. Um. Anyway, let's bring up some shows, man. Uh, we got... Two pay-per-views this weekend, which is fucking amazing for wrestling fans. Um, so you go. We got one in the UK. Obviously, we got one in Chicago. So let's talk about some of these matches. I don't know if the full card is out yet. I got all out. All out, and I got I got a Clash at the Castle. And like I said, I don't think all the matches are out yet. For either. Clash at the Castle. But it could be. Um, we got one, two, three, four. We got five matches at Clash at the Castle. We're going to give our predictions for this first. All right. So, the show probably is going to open up with. You know, I'm going to just do it the way they have it. Having it in, in place from bottom to top. All right, so we got the Intercontinental Champion Gunther versus Sheamus. I think Sheamus will win just because I think Gunther needs a challenge now. He's got to have somebody to go against, and I think with um, Triple H kind of taking over, I think that's where he's gonna step. Because we've seen the whole like nobody can beat Gunther. I hold the title forever. We've seen that like sixteen times, and I think Triple H is trying to do stuff different. So I think you can see Sheamus win. But I don't see why Gunther couldn't win it back later on. Because this would be like the, oh, Sheamus got the Grand Slam. I think you were on something. But I think this is where you are wrong at. Okay. I could see Sheamus winning. But I could also see Gunther getting his point across. Right, yeah. With, you're going to, I'm going to show you violence like you've never seen before. I'm going to break you. So... Seamus' little glimmer of hope is he wins, but he doesn't win the title. And Gunther punish him for it. Because Gunther doesn't give a fuck about him actually winning the match so long as he doesn't take the title off of him. So I see him just getting disqualified mm-hmm. and beating the shit out of Seamus. And then thus turning Seamus into a babyface. Because I think that's what we're going to see more so than anything. Um, 
But not to say that you're wrong in the literal sense. I'm just saying. No, I can. Yeah, that's why I think we we can see the same result, but without the title change. Um, next we got Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins. I think Riddle will win. Actually, no, I'm gonna say Seth Rollins because now that I think about it, he's lost too many times, so I can see Riddle yeah. Riddle losing this one. But it'll be like one of those matches where he's so close to winning. Yeah, and I think it doesn't do anything to Riddle, and I think Seth had lost so much that like you can't. Have him have lose, him lose again. again. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, you got, um, which is, this is the part where, you know, Vince, Vince things up and stuff. It's crazy that we got to make that into what a verb. <laughs> um, where he vents things up by having Seth actually put um, Cody Rhodes out. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yo... Why even do that segment at all? It, let Cody move on because we already had Cody beat Seth not once, not twice, but three different times. And then you do this. This is was the time where you just let Seth recoup, get back at it, and do his thing. Knowing that Cody was going to be out for a while. Like, we've all seen the way his fucking arm looked. So then what? You just do this this whole thing where... where uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm going on a whole nother little thing. <laughs> tangent. Because you had Seth... I seemingly put Cody out, which that wasn't the case. We already know why Cody was out. Like, that was the story leading up into the match. He tore his fucking pectoral. He wanted to do this match. He won this match. Alright, now I'm finna go have surgery and I can't wrestle again until after I heal up. That's just the simplest way to do this thing, but yet you do something else where now we can lead to Cody versus Seth. And for what? For Seth to probably beat Cody? Now it's 3-1, but then, like, Cody's still up 3-1. So, what, we're supposed to get a Cody versus Seth again, part 5, and then part 6, and part 7, so somebody can come out on top of this field? Like, I don't understand it. And, and it puts Seth in a bad predicament. It puts Cody in a bad predicament. I, I didn't like it. So, I'm going to go with, I say all that. Because I'm going with Seth freaking Rollins. Alright, next. We got Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. I mean, oh shit. We got Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. I think they're called something. Damage Control. Damage Control. Uh, I'm going to go with Damage Control. It just makes sense. Me too. And not only is Damage Control going to win, they're also going to win those women's tag team titles. That's what's going to happen. I'm going there too. Then, we have the SmackDown Women's Champion, Liv Morgan, versus Shayna Baszler. I think, it's weird, because I think Liv Morgan wins, but, like, by surprise, so that the feud continues, because they did all those vignettes of her um, practicing MMA, like, getting out of holds um, with Riddle. So, I think Liv Morgan will retain, but it's going to lead to a longer feud. I think Liv Morgan retains is only because they still have this match in which they're going to do with uh, Ronda Rousey. Mm -hmm. I would have liked for this match already to have been a triple threat match and Shayna wins. But maybe we'll get shocked. Because yet, I haven't seen anything that's really going to shock me. Maybe this is the match that does it. Because uh, we could, we both, we see Sheamus winning. But we could easily see Gunther winning. I don't think that's going to be a shock either way it go. Right? Even with Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Uh, it would, either one of those dudes win this match. I don't think anybody's going to be shocked. Though, though, these two are just like 50-50 matches. The Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Oscar. 
It's really going who, who's taking the pin, Alexa Bliss or Oscar, or Bianca Belair. Because if Bianca Belair takes the pin and Bailey is the one that pins her, now that puts Bailey in the number one contender sh uh, shot with Bianca Belair. So I could very easily see Bianca actually taking the pin in this match. But either way it go, I don't think Damage Control is losing this match. Mm -hmm. And even if the other team win, I'm not shocked. I just would think that it's dumb booking. And then Lev Morgan versus Shayna. That's the one I think has to shock everybody. So I'm going to go Shayna Baszler. Because right here, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship at Clash of the Castle. Now, I'm going to say this. If Vince was still in charge, Roman was winning this match. I would have to say, I still think Roman is winning this match. I do too, only because they're but, not separating the belts. I don't get why they're not doing this as like, this is only for the Raw belt. Right. So, I just think Drew McIntyre is going to lose. And I don't see why you would want to take the belts off of Roman right now. He is. That dude is the draw right now in WWE. Him having the belts is just. Because, like, yes, he's a part time wrestler right now. But when he shows up, the motherfucker is what he say he is. The needle mover. Like, you turn it on to watch him. And now he's about to do his two-year, because um, this this the way I always look at it, too. Sometimes I think Drew McIntyre is going to spoil his two-year reign, like celebration. And the next night, Drew McIntyre loses. I think they're going to put on a hell of a match. I think uh, Sami Zayn is going to have a lot to do with Drew McIntyre losing. But I think it's going to be done in such a devious way where Drew McIntyre is still in the picture. But we also are going to get uh, Kieran Cross back in the picture because he really hasn't jumped in as of late. Yeah. He's made his presence known. And he's already putting Drew McIntyre on notice. Like, I'm coming after you. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Hulk Hogan? <laughs> nah, I'm going to leave that alone. But I will say that's our predictions for Clash of the Castle. I would have liked it better if it said Clash of Cardiff. I feel like that would have been hard. Like, oh, damn. That's a hard-ass title. <laughs> for real. But um, anyway, we'll let you go ahead and you read off. All right. All right, so for what they have announced so far for All Out, um, Jay Cargill defending the AEW TBS Championship against Athena. I'm going to say Athena only because they've been building this reign for Jay Cargill, and I think it's t time. Do I think that she'll, you know, hold the belt as long as Jade? No, I can see Jade winning it back, but I think this is the right time to go ahead and have Athena win. Let me ask you something. Yeah. When is the women's tournament for the interim AEW There's no tournament. It's just a four-way well, well, match. Well, a four-way match. Yeah, that when night. does that happen? That, that night. night. Okay. And who's all in that match? Well, we'll get there. No, I just I just need to know. Tony Storm, uh, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Hakira Shida. Man. You know what I would like? I would like Jade. To actually take Tony Storm out, she loses the title, but she takes Tony Storm out, puts herself in that four-way match, and wins. And then you have Jade being the Beast, holding that title until Weston comes back, uh, Thunder Rosa comes back. They have a match. We can finally take the title off Thunder Rosa. I think, honestly, <laughs> I, I'd rather them not do this interim champion 
for that belt, I'm just ready for Thunder Rosa. I'm not excited about her reign anymore. I think it's starting to come to that end. And I think all we're doing is dragging out the inevitable with Thunder Rosa's reign as champion. It has to come to an end. Um, that's just me personally. That's how I feel. Um, I can't say that's how everybody else should feel. I just feel like th that reign is coming to an end. But I'm going to go Jay Cargill. Just don't see them taking this title off of her. I think they want to give her challengers that people can respect. People can sit there and say, damn, look at her. Now she's starting to beat the best of the best on her way to an AEW Women's Championship ring. All right. And then next up, we got Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I think Ricky Starks will win. I think this ends in a no contest. Okay. One, that's how you're going to keep the feud going. Two, I just think that it's the dynamic of, damn, they were friends, and you stabbed me in my fucking back, and now all I want to do is just beat your ass. I don't care about winning this match. I don't care about losing this match. All I want to do is get hands on you. Building a huge-ass story for later on. That's how I look at it. All right. Next up, we got Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. I think Christian wins. That's part of the reason why I thought I think Ricky Starks wins is because you're not going to have both the faces win. And Jungle Boy's pretty much had Christian's number chasing him around mm -hmm. on Rampage and Dynamite. So yeah. I could see Christian somehow winning. Um, and then the feud, obviously, you'll keep going. It'll be a good match, though. Yeah. I'm going to say the same thing. I think they are going to try to keep this going. Um, and it builds. Because it can either build Christian Cage to something else. With Jungle Boy, he just ain't ready yet. And uh, eventually later on, they, they can come back around to a few with Christian Cage. And then now it's his time to get bumped up in the, in the standings and in the rankings. But right now I can see Christian Cage. Especially somebody being older. It's going to be a time where they're going to have to push him to like that mid-card or, or to the AEW title at some point. Where he can start winning the titles. Uh, unless he's just fine with not ever winning the title at AEW. And just like mentoring and, and being the person that, that gets people over. He could be in that stage of his career too. And he's just happy wrestling. Alright. And then we got the AEW World Tag Team Championships. The acclaim challenging Swerve in Our Glory. Um, I think Swerve in Our Glory is going to win. Um, nobody really wins. I'm trying to think. I don't think anybody wins on their first championship match in AEW. I can't remember anybody winning their first challenge. But regardless, I, I don't think they claim to win it right yet. So, Swerve in Our Glory. Nobody has won on their first challenge outside of the Young Bucks. <laughs> and that, does that even count as a first challenge? <laughs> yeah, I know. Because they were in the tournament and lost. Yeah. So, technically... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, technically. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go swerve in our glory. I just don't. I just don't see why you would put the titles on them at this point. And then you, you, you the ass boys will them. fuck it all up. Watch. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's what they going by now. Is this, are they no, they don't go you? by the ass boys, but that's what everybody calls them okay. because that's what. They claim told us to do. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, are they gonna? Cause it, I would, I would think they probably gonna eventually stop, drop the whole gun club. But then again, they might keep that. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna go by. Yeah. See. They can, they're I still like guns, them. so they could just stay the gun club. There's no reason they can't. Their last name's still gun. I like them too. They like, they like some, they're some assholes. They some straight up assholes, yo. Like, <laughs> I think that's why I like the motherfuckers. I'm just like, damn. Y'all just gonna turn on your pops like that? Just just whoop his ass? They're trying to win. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. But, uh, Next up, we got Brian Danielson against Chris Jericho. Uh, I'm gonna go Chris Jericho. I think Brian Danielson. I'm He's coming go. back. He already lost to um, Daniel Garcia. But I just don't think Chris he, Jericho he loses clean, though. That's the reason why. Okay. I just don't think he loses clean. That can happen. Yeah, I mean, if 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 it's a straight up clean match, then I can see Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, right? Mm -hmm. Fuck, I keep, I, you know, 
the name is so similar that you just you try to remember. Which one is it? Is it Brian Danielson? Daniel Bryan? Which one yeah, is it? Yeah, which one is it? Um, but anyway. They don't have anybody announced for the casino ladder match, so I'm just going to skip it. Um, but the four-way interim AEW Women's World Championship match, Tony Storm versus uh, Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. Uh, I think Tony Storm is going to win it. I think she was going to win in the first place, but obviously you got to do a match for her to get there. So. Ooh. Now this one is an interesting one. Because you can you can take this in so many different directions. But I'm gonna give you a shock. I'm gonna go Jamie Hader. That's what I'm gonna roll with. I'm gonna mm-hmm. roll with Jamie Hader. But I can definitely see why you would say Tony Storm. It would actually make sense for Tony Storm to win. One, two, because it can boast uh well it can move Thunder Rosa from being the baby face to being a heel mm-hmm. and maybe that's what Thunder Rosa actually needs is a heel run maybe she needs that change of character of like now I'm just gonna be the asshole in the, in this place we shall see but I'm gonna go Jamie Hayter alright next up we got Warlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns um I'm gonna go Warlow and FTR but it'll be really fun yeah me too, and I think that's gonna be. A, I think it's just gonna be a fun match to watch. Uh, I wouldn't turn that TV off on that match. Yeah, at all. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah. All right. Um, I think. See, there's no. The finals haven't been determined yet, but just looking at the bracket, I'm just gonna go with it being the Elite versus the Dark Order, because of the storyline too for it. So to me, it kind of makes sense. Um, and Ten has been selling his knee being hurt, so I can see him being hurt, and they needed a replacement. And who better than the Cowboy? Um, so, if it does come down to Dark Order versus the Elite for the uh, Trios Championship, I am going to go with the Elite. I'm going to go Dark Order. Okay. You know That why? makes sense, though. Because it's it's always been the Elite. At some point, you got to, even with Kenny Omega's return, you just because you can sell the point. The same that thing Adam with, Page has his number. Or you can sit there and say, hey, maybe he's just not ready yet. Much as like how Taz pointed out. I think that's why he wrestled the way he did, though. Mm Because, I mean, he was still on it. Don't get me wrong. He still looked good for all the injuries he's had. But I think some of that was part of, because he loves those little storyline things. Mm -hmm. He loves to throw those little things in there to make us talk. Um, But then last but not least, it's not on here, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. CM Punk versus John Moxley. CM Punk. Yeah, and he's going to be so dastardly. Too. And there's going to be something bad that happens. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to go, what the fuck? Is it Wednesday? God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Why? Or what the hell was that? Yeah, or yeah. why? What the... I mean, because he's obviously already showed you that he's turning heel. He's, you think so? He showed us? I don't think he showed us. I, I think he showed us. Yeah, the motherfucker's but... doing snow angels in the ring. Come yeah, on. Yeah, he's being a yeah, yeah, he's being a real dick, though. <laughs> He's been a real dick since he came back. I mean, he really was. I mean, even with the Adam Page stuff, like, people think that uh, that was just, like, something. I know. I think he was just, like, just coming back and starting to plant the seed of, I'm I'm the dick CM Punk right now. Right. <laughs> just so you guys are aware. Yeah. Warning. It's well, coming. What better place to be evil than uh, In Chicago. Chicago. Because people are still going to cheer. Or be confused, like. <gasps> no, people don't share. People come. Well, because like when he came to when well wait no in, the summer of punk in, was over by the time he came back yeah. to Chicago. And if CM Punk turns and goes fucking nuts, then it makes John Moxley the new fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. As in, like he's this badass, but he's a he's super saving the day baby face, yeah. yo. True. And I think, and if you get your own city to turn on you for the dashly deeds that you do, then fuck. That really turns John Moxley into a huge baby face. We shall see. Let's see what happens. It will be interesting. Yeah, I'm interested. 
Um, with that said, be sure to check out 1515 Avenue, the content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever podcast platforms you choose to use. Just type in 1515 Avenue. Find podcasts such as Equal Opposites, Love and Hip Hop to Run Down, Wrestling Roundtable, Studio Flow, and Slur True. You can just go straight to our website, 1515 Um, Click on that podcast part, pull it down. You can find the podcast there. Click on that Facebook or Instagram um, handle. Follow us. Uh, be sure to click on the Amazon banner called support the site. And with that said, it is me, Stoda Pro. It's Mila. And we out. Jamming on the one. You are now listening to The Raw, The Bad, and The Other.